Welcome to the Start New Podcast, where we help you love your community and start great ministries that reach it. My name is Abigail Taylor. And I'm Bill Woolsey. We're part of the leadership team of 5-2 Network, and we'll be your hosts. Let's get started. Listeners, we want to thank you for tuning in this week. We've got a great episode for you uh, with an old friend of mine. But we also want to let you know that next week, on October 13th, we will not be releasing a new episode. We've got a lot of stuff going on in the network next week with all of our staff. So we're going to take just a one-week break. We'll be back with you then on October 20th. That being said, this week we are here with John Hockaday. John, it's great to see you, friend. Thank you, buddy. And it's so good to see you, Bill. Yeah. Uh, John is a is a longtime friend. And actually, we've just kind of reconnected here over the yeah. last year or so through some devotion stuff that we do in the network. But John and his wife Cheryl and family were part of St. Paul's Lutheran Church when I was a young. And you were young too, then, John. That's when right. We were uh, when we were young there in Decatur. We were Illinois. both young, Bill. We were both young, and it was uh, uh, early 1990s. And uh, the reason we asked John to be on today is because my memories of him. Gosh, John, I have to think about this. You know, so like Roni, he was you know the legal. Who's you know, our? Writer. Who's now yeah. 5-2's VP he's, of operations? He's our VP operations. He's our legal, our legal guy. Well, he was, you know, in legal at ADM, and right. I think you know there were a handful of you people who were the entrepreneurial spirits. Russ and Carol Curl, right, running their printing company there in Decatur. But then you were the young buck, and you started Sam's and Hockaday. Yeah. Uh, Tell us, you know, tell us, tell us a little bit about that journey. Cause, and then you've changed now. So you've now, you, yeah. you've expanded, you've grown. So yeah. give us the insight into what led you to get started in insurance mm-hmm. and help, help the listeners see what you do and what you did back then. Well, I, okay. I, um, I started in 79, if you really want to go back. So I was 19. And I was uh, just, I was just graduating high school. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. not born. I, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, no problem. But yeah, in 79 started in, um, in the senior market. And uh, then in 1981, another local guy here, Jeff Sams, who Jeff and I have been partners, business partners since 81. We kind of started together and just two, two really young guys. We're both 21 and just trying to make a living selling insurance. And that just kind of walked along. I don't know how boring this is. You're going to have to shut me off because I'm thinking, is anybody really going to want to hear this? No, we want to hear this. Seriously. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that just kind of walked along until the mid-80s. And we were kind of getting it figured out a little bit. But we're really just two guys on the street sharing some office space. And, uh, and then we thought, well, let's try to uh, – start bringing some agents in and training them and bringing them alongside us. And that was called Sam's Hockaday. And that started in about 80, 85, where we started to try to build an agency. And that kind of just walked along until the mid nineties. We added and added. And, and uh, then about that time uh, we were approached to see if we wanted to um, 
really work on more on the wholesale side where we would, where our customers would be agents rather than senior consumers. Now, which is New Horizons, that business kind of spun out of the, the Sam's Hockaday business and where we look for agents that are in the senior space and to come alongside them and give them support and training and, and uh, product and, and those kind of things. And that started in the mid nineties and that's really the company that's grown the most and where all of our efforts have been for the last, uh, you know, almost 25 years, really. And um, Jeff's interesting, I guess, to us, but his, his middle boy, Michael, uh, who's been with us now 14 years, he runs our retail side now, Sam's Hockaday. Oh, okay. Still there, still serves Central Illinois. And then my uh, oldest son, Luke, yeah. he, uh, he's been here nine years now and he heads up our direct consumer business, Medicare allies. So, oh. and then y'all just got purchased for one little, put a bow on things. You just got. Yeah. Bought. Yeah. So just here in the last, uh, we closed in August, but, uh, a company called integrity marketing group out of Dallas. Um, they've been really, really busy on the acquisition side of, of purchasing and bringing, rolling under other field marketing organizations like ours throughout the country. So it's really, really a fast moving, really quick, quick growing company. Uh, we were their 48th acquisition oh my. in uh, two and a half years. Wow. So they're up to about 53 wow. or 54 now. So it's been really interesting. A lot of our buddies who we've known in the business kind of led the way. And, uh, and then uh, it was about a three-year decision really for us to, to do it. So anyway, that's where we're at now. Well, so John, tell us, because uh, what we like to do, we, we talk with Christian entrepreneurial people who start a variety of things. Uh, you're the first one we have on from the insurance, uh, you know, uh, uh, genre. What, what led you to say insurance? That's, that's my <laughs> calling. <laughs> well, I don't think there was any there, if there was leading, I sure didn't know it. It was just one of those things, a local guy that happened to go to the church where I grew up in. He, I was working in a lumber yard. I was 19. He came to me one Sunday and said, you need to get in the insurance business. And I thought, okay. And so uh, one week later, I'm knocking on doors in Urbana, going down the street, trying to uh, find somebody that wanted to listen to me. So that's that's that was my leading bill right there. It was really thought through, thoughtful, methodic, very strategic. And uh, you know, I can pretty much say that kind of in a in a broad way sums up my whole career has been the grace of God. It's sure not been strategic and trying to do the right thing, but when you feel like you're uh, going down the wrong path, back up and keep moving. Okay. Yeah, I I appreciate you saying that. Just uh, so many people find themselves at the right place in the right time. Yeah, uh, but they don't attribute it to God. Uh, but those of us who know Jesus understand that that's purely grace. When purely. the guy says you ought to sell insurance and <laughs> let's get you going, and here oh, you yeah. are, thirty yeah. years later. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, but it's you know just. Um, just kind of sticking with it, you know, through the thick and the thin, like everybody has. And it's sure not been a, uh, a get rich, get rich quick kind of thing, just steady and, and uh, 
What do you love? What do you love about selling insurance? Well, really, what I like is the relational part, one hundred percent. And when I was in the field dealing with customers, that was you know that was that was it. It was just getting to know people, being involved in their lives. I just loved it. And we've always dealt with seniors, for the most part. So, you know, they're just great people. They've lived life. They've raised their families. They've had their careers, whatever it's been. It's just a great time in their life. Very trusting uh, people. So, and now my customers are agents. So who I talk to all day long are agents that are either been with us a long time or we're, we're always looking for new ones. We're always recruiting. And, uh, but it's, those are our customers now or the guys that are out there helping the, 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 the uh, consumers. Do you, do you like, you know, without passing judgment, do you like uh, more the, uh, where you were direct to consumer spending time with that end user or do you enjoy more the investing in the, in the yeah. agents? I probably, that's, that's a very good question. You're, you're, I, I like it both. That's a cop out. I mean, at the beginning, it was really difficult for me because I just felt like I was deserting my customers, you know, when I knew I had to be spending more time over here on this side uh, because you had such a great relationship with them. But, uh, you know, it, it honestly it doesn't matter. I like it both. I, I like right now we've been doing um, some small acquisitions where we talk to agents that are my age or they're older and they're ready to get out and they don't have a succession plan. And so I, I love that, you know, I love talking to these guys and, and uh, you know, you, you can empathize right where they are, what they've gone through, what they face. And, uh, uh, but yeah, I'm, I am, as you can see by my uh, technological skills coming on here, I'm way more <laughs> relational than systems oriented. Can't, you always, <laughs> always have been, you always were. I mean, I just remember that you, you just always a smile, uh, I don't know that you ever frowned at all. Uh, always a smile and just a friendly, friendly. Uh, thank you, buddy. Thank you, friendly guy. Oh, thank and you. I mean that sincerely. Well, thank so, you. what were the what? Tell us about you. So, you landed early on seniors. Uh, why? Why that? Yeah, how is did your, you? Yeah, your core customer for that. Well. You know, and, and right now it looks like we were pretty smart back in the early 80s picking that. But it really is just the guy that asked me to get in. That's what he did. And so I did, too. And I liked it. I mean, I was 19. People looked at me like a grandson, you know. And uh, so, again, it wasn't it for sure wasn't strategic or looking down the road. Like, you know what? 30 years from now, this baby boomer is going to hit and it's going to be a big thing. No, <laughs> you know, you're just. Didn't didn't work that way, but but who would have thought it's it's uh, it's really a good place to be right now when you're working with that that class because there's so many of them. Okay. But it sounds like you you really love that group. So even though you just kind of fell into it, or you know, like you said, right place, right time, by the grace yeah. of God, it sounds like you yeah. you have grown to really love them, and you yeah, know, I've grown to be one and, of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, but, besides but yeah. that, but before yeah. that point, you yeah, absolutely. I think I think uh, you know they're they're great great people and uh, they're different now. I mean the 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 people coming in at sixty five now are so different than what they were. How 40, so? Forty years ago. Well, th 
the ones 40 years ago were home, the ones now are not. You know, it was probably the biggest thing is uh, you used to think of a 65 year old, they're gonna be there when you knock on their door or call them on the phone. Well, a lot of them are working at 65 and if they're not working, they're not home, uh, they're going, you know. So things have sped up so much, being able to, uh, being able to find them and reach out to them and connect with them is, is way different than what it was back in the day. Still needs to be there, you know. The, the 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 common ground of building a relationship is still really important. But just like what we're doing now, technology, whether it's Facebook or they're texting or whatever it is, a lot of people, sixty five and older, are really really comfortable with with technology now and communicate differently than what they did. You know. Uh huh. Uh huh. So what? As you as you. You you got in and you you were with Samson Hockaday in the mid '80s. You got that going. Then you, like you said, you started a wholesale and and then this this last adventure as well. But what were two or three of the biggest struggles that you had in starting your business and in, in making it through to today? What would you say the top two or three biggest struggles would be for people who are considering maybe doing something new, starting yeah. something new? What should what would you tell them? You know, in our specific field, I think the uh, the failure rate is so great. So um, whether you're 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 uh, dealing direct with consumers, or you're dealing with agents that are new agents that are wanting to get into the business, uh, like when we were working with Sam's Hockaday, you know, you had to train probably 10 or 15 to have one that would stick. And then the, the, if they were really successful, then how do you keep them? You know, because if they are really, really successful, really entrepreneurial, they're going to want to go do their own deal. Yeah. Have their so, own. That's right. Have their own show. Yeah. 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 You can't blame them. You can't put handcuffs on them. But um, you know, some of the people up there are still there. I've got one lady who's a great agent who's been with us since 85. So it's still, still out there pounding it every day. So. Yeah. So, so the failure rate. So I think that, I think that, and I think in sales in general, you get a lot of rejection. Uh, you know, not everybody wants to buy, not the timing is right. You got to be able to take a lot of criticism, a lot of no's. Um, I've never been one to have thick skin. Like I like everybody to like me, you know, <laughs> and that means a lot to me. Which, I don't know what that good says. For about you. No, good for you. No, good for you for admitting that. that. I like that. Should and I, and I probably, honest, if I'm really brutally honest, it's probably because early on, like in your business, you figure out if people like you, they're more apt to do business with you. <laughs> so <laughs> you try to, you try to present yourself as likable as you can be. Uh, but, but no, you, you do, you, you, uh, early on, I think as an entrepreneur and, and definitely totally commission sales, you, you don't sell anything. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have any money. Um, you know, you gotta be willing and to, to dig that basement, you know, you gotta go down a little bit before you can come up and you gotta be able to withstand that and understand that. I think, uh, and when like when we would train new agents and maybe they'd have a good week and they really did well, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, that was good this week, but what about next week? It's it, it's a lot of faith. It's a lot of 
similarities like that where where you have to trust that it's going to be there just do the things that you know you can do and the results will will be there but if you look down the road you can get in trouble one of the guys on our board who is in commercial real estate in Houston so he has seen you know the the depths of the of the deepest darkest oil bust times and he's seen the the heights of the high but his favorite phrase, and he, he calls me Reverend, so he's always like Reverend. Yeah. He said, "He said you've got to be chopping wood all the time." Yeah. He said, "You know, you've got to have a wood pile because you never really know what's going to happen. But as long as you have a big wood pile, that you've got the contacts, you've made the calls, you've yeah, yeah, it's good, good analogy, and that's that's so true. Yeah, yeah, show up every day." So what were the um what brought you the most joy that saw you through the hard times or the struggles? Yeah. You know, I I again I, I just think the appreciation that you get back from your the customers, the people that you do business with, when they sincerely really are thankful for what you're doing for them that sometimes what you do for them did make you money, but a lot of times it didn't, you know, it, maybe it cost you, it sure cost you your time and your effort and all of that. But, but just to be able to serve others and then really to be thankful and they get the benefit from it. And that's probably the most rewarding thing I think is, is, uh, is that piece of it. I think that brings me the most joy. Yeah. So how did your, you mentioned earlier to us that your oldest son, mm-hmm. Uh, Luke is part of the of the business now, and right. your partner, his son, is also. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you kind of see that happening, or what? No. What, what are your? Never. Did I did not, and you know, we never. I never talked to my family hardly about what I did. I mean, my kids. I don't even know if they knew what I did. They's like, Dad talks on the phone. You know, that's about it. Uh, but no. And when he got through, he's getting close to end of uh, his college. Uh, we kind of plugged him in a little bit, let him spend some time with some good agents, and uh, and that's where he started. You know, started in the street. Yeah, like like his dad. Really good job. Yeah, he does a good job. And he really likes it, and people people really Luke's a magnet. People are real attracted to him. So so John, you you mentioned earlier. You said that uh, in sales that you have to have faith that kind of what you did today is going to make an impact tomorrow and you never really know what's coming down the pipe. How uh, do, do you, you know, that word can be used pretty generically, but how does your walk with, with Christ, with Jesus, how does that flavor? Uh, it almost feels like it would be a perfect, you know, uh, being a Christian and truly understand what Jesus has done for you would be a perfect thing to have if you're going to be in sales. Yeah. Uh, but but how has your faith impacted your career, your your livelihood? Well, you know, it's it's for me, it's such a it's it's such a daily daily thing, and um, that old hymn, "I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour, I need thee." is uh 
you know, as I get older, I just, I, I know how true that is, that, that in myself, uh, I get lost in a hurry and how much I need Christ to live his life through me moment by moment each day. And as I turn things over to him moment by moment, things that are, that are way bigger than me and decisions, I'm not a good decision maker. Uh, you know, I, I want to run out ahead or I can be indecisive, all of these kind of things, but to, to trust him that in the right time, in the right way, he makes the way, you know, he is the way and just learning gradually over 35 or 40 years to trust him more. But, you know, having said that it's, you know, tomorrow's a new day and, and, um, I'll need bread tomorrow and I'll, I'll need him just as much tomorrow. So it's, it's uh, never changes, never ends. You know, I, again, I'm, I'm digging back into memories, but uh, your faith was always such a part of your life there in the early nineties and at St. Paul's. And, and I, uh, when we, when we reconnected, I thought, you know, here's a guy who is going to be able to articulate how his walk with Jesus is going to, be part of who he is. It's not just an add-on. You don't sprinkle a little Jesus on top, but that it is part of your life and your whole understanding of day by day, moment by moment, and what it means to to lean into him and to trust that he's going to lead you along where yeah. you need to go. Yep. You know, and I think something that's and that I've struggled with um, really for all my walk with Christ is almost feeling like being in business and being successful in business is almost anti-Christian Jesus following. Okay. And um, almost feeling like, especially when I was a really young, like really when you and I knew each other, because it was in really in, 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 um, well, y'all had the big corner office there uh, downtown. Yeah. I mean, there was yeah. some success around you. At least I remember feeling that way yeah. about you. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I, I, um, I, I, it doesn't matter where you are or what, what your occupation is really so secondary. It's, uh, you know, he's, he's going to use you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. If, if, if you'll, if you'll let him. And, um, but I think growing up in a church, you, you kind of just feel like, like preaching is the end game. Like that's the ultimate or being in, being in some kind of quote, official ministry capacity, but you know, it doesn't, that doesn't line up. That's not, that's not if, the, if the whole world was only full of pastors, we'd be in a heap of trouble, right? Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you've heard that I before. Do. How, how have you, have you come to grips with that? And so how do you offset that? Well, I, you know, I, I think again, it's, it just, to me, it seems so daily and realizing day by day, how much God loves us, how great of a father he is, how um, it's not at all about what I do, but it's what he's done for me and what he does for me in Christ. And, um, and then hopefully that, that, uh, Moment by moment, the, the people I work with here, the, the, the guys that I talk to on the phone, the, all of that, that, that Jesus comes through in that. You know, just listening to you, and I know everybody's going to be listening. They won't get to see you uh, 
although you are pretty gorgeous and that's their their loss uh but uh but there's a humility that's 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 uh deeply part of you well i don't know about that i know me better than you do but uh anyway thank you but we we know if that's true where that comes from so that's right but yeah but i'm you know you when you when you it's been such a long time to be in one career like I have been since seventy. In one city, in one city, in one too. city. Yeah, I really yeah. haven't gone very far. I mean, I still live in the same town that I grew up in, you know, in Forsyth. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. This was a huge move for us. This this acquisition for Jeff and I both, and for our, you know, our sons are succession plan. But that's all just kind of came together and uh worked out really really well so i'm uh, excited about what the future holds in the immediate while i'm still you know all in in this business and then uh you know whatever on down the road whenever that would happen what, what might be next i really really don't know but i'm looking forward to it do you see yourself selling insurance until jesus takes you home or is there going to be some- i don't think so okay. i don't think so uh-uh. but i don't see myself just golfing or going to you know traveling all the time or stuff like that that don't i don't think that'd be me i don't think i'd be happy i'd like i want to be in some kind of business okay yeah so so let me let me kind of bring us back and uh before we we have a whole slew of little short questions we ask at the end but so if somebody was going if somebody said you know what i really uh i could see myself wanting to start an insurance company uh, what, what are, is there, you know, one or two, two things you tell them? To start a company or just to start in the business? Well, uh, y- you tell me. So st- to me, I think you start in the business to start a company, start right? In the business. Yeah. I think okay. you start in the business and you, you, uh, you learn from the ground up and I think that's the best. It's not always the way it happens. And there's other guys that have done it differently for sure. But I think if I was a young guy and was getting into it now, let's say my, my area specifically, the senior market, I think what I would do is I would want to get into the business and I'd want to learn it from a mentor. Somebody could make some money on me. That's okay. But teach me what you know for a few years, two or three years. till I really, have some things figured out and then I would be looking to acquire because I just think in our business specifically, there's a lot of guys that are 60 and up that you go buy a business. You're saying yeah, you buy, a I'd book. Go buy an okay. insurance agency and then I'd be looking to, to okay. gain customers that way. I think there's going to be a lot of that happen in the next 10 years. Okay. So, yeah. Well, it's a, yeah. It's, yeah. That's what I'd do. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what, that's what we want to know. That's, a, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So really, really uh, patience, you said two to three years and perseverance uh, and that mentorship, learning under somebody who could, could really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's, that's, that would be, uh, you know, there's somebody out there listening and they want to get in the senior space. I mean, that we, we bring guys on all the time. So, a lot of re- this isn't a plug for us, but no, but uh, but yeah, I, I would say if somebody did want to do that though, uh, you'd 
you'd be a great guy to connect with. So yeah, for those who are listening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No disagreement. Abigail, what do we have some, uh, we have a few we do. other questions for John. We do. We have our rapid fire segment, John, for you. So we ask you just a series of yes or no, or, you know, one or the other questions and just say the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who's your favorite author? Mm. I'm going to pick two. I'm going to pick Brennan Manning and Max Cato. Brennan Manning. Is he you know a him? fiction or? No, um, no, no. He's, um, his signature book is uh, Ragamuffin Gospel. Huh. So you know okay. Rich Mullins, Bill. Yep. Yep. Back in the day, and he had Rich Mullins and the Ragamuffin Band. You ought to go get that book. You would love that book. Okay. And Brendan Manning, okay. and um, and of course Max Cicado. Everybody knows him. I like C.S. Lewis, but I'm, I'm a big reader. I'm reading all the time. Okay. And do you listen to podcasts? Like, so you're on a podcast, but are you yeah. a regular? Okay. Yeah, what's I your do. favorite one? What's your favorite? Podcast? I probably listen to uh, Bill Johnson more than anybody out of Redding, California. Okay, you're giving us all these new things to, yeah. to read. So talk to of, us about <laughs> Bill Johnson. Have you ever heard of Bethel Music? Yes, I have. At yes. Church. Huh. Okay. All right. I did not know that he had a podcast. Yeah. All right. What's the last book you read? You said you read a ton. So what's the last one you? you read? Uh, I just read. Um, I just finished one last night by Jim Richards and it's okay. called the gospel of peace. And then, um, right before that, I read, uh, Sarah Huckabee's book, um, speaking for myself, which I thought was great. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And as a reader, are you reading these on a Kindle or yeah, Kindle. an iPad? A Kindle. Kindle. Okay. Like a Kindle paper white sure? or like, you, you know like how to use Kindle? Kindle you know how to use Kindle, John? No, and I, you know I, I have to use say that? that is one of my high spots right there. <laughs> I, That's one, one of your high spots. What I'm on right now is a MacBook Air that I got yes. for my birthday. Yes. This oh. is the second time I've used it because of the camera. <laughs> I do everything on my Kindle. Oh, okay. Gosh. Okay. Well, okay. good for you. Man. So that <laughs> answers our next question, which was Mac or PC, but it's actually Kindle. So I guess we need to add another. Okay. What about, do you wear uh, socks or no socks? They have socks, but normally no socks. All right. And tattoo, do you have any tattoos? No tattoos. No, ta no tattoos. Not yet. And uh, golf or swimming? Which would you oh. pick? Uh, I'm going to pick golf. Okay. We got to keep, we got to start <laughs> keeping track. I, the swimming Abigail's thing a big is swimmer. for me. Are you a swimmer? So the golf is well, for good for dad, you. So. Good for you. Anyways. My, my swimming is called survival. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, John. We have so just welcome. had a great time talking thank with you, you and hearing your story. So. Yeah. John, it's been yeah. just a blessing and just so great to see your face and hear your voice again. And hey, make sure chance. when you're up here, holler at us so we oh, we will together. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I haven't I haven't been up to St. Paul's lately, especially with COVID, but we definitely will be yeah. hopefully this next year once everything settles back down. So good. Good. 
All right, Guy. Well, God be with you. God bless Cheryl as well and your kids and your family, your work, everything. So thank you for being with us. All righty. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye Bye now. Hey, y'all. It's Abigail. Are you struggling with what your church or nonprofit will look like going forward or how to start a church or nonprofit that lasts and makes an impact? We at 5.2 have the solution. We are taking our proven and tested Start New Training Digital and not just because of COVID. By God's grace, we started this project last fall. Our training is like none other. It's Mother Teresa meets a friendly Mark Cuban, combining rich theological truths with sound startup business principles. And now it's more affordable and accessible than ever before. Registration opens this fall, but we're offering a sneak peek to you as a podcast listener. Check out startnewtraining.com for a preview of one of the three ways you can experience Start New. We'll be adding the other two ways this fall, so be on the lookout. We're super excited about it and would love your feedback, so go to startnewtraining.com and check it out. The Start New podcast was produced by Chapman Shanefelt with special help from Nick Taylor. Brought to you by the 5-2 Network. Original music by Nick Taylor. I'm Abigail Taylor. Thanks for listening.